Yo, what is going on, baby? Welcome back to another new money movement. Very nice to be back. Hey, man, I don't know about y'all, but the weather has been quite nice in Southern Ontario, and it is gorgeous outside, so I'm probably going to go have some fun after this episode. Go play, shoot some hoops. I've been trying to shoot some hoops and, uh, you know, get... Uh, Get some extra cardio in, you know what I'm saying? So work on the hooping. All the NBA free agency stuff has been, made me, you know, just super excited about basketball. That is nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but I hope you guys are doing well. And we will just jump into it, starting with the market again. Over the past few days, the market has been somewhat sideways. But if we look to, you know, over the past year, we're, we're slightly out of that bear territory. So it's kind of edging upward. But again, just sort of like bouncing up and down, very stagnant, nothing crazy that's happening. And, you know, I mean, there's not too, too much to talk about, but there are some very interesting findings that are starting to come out of the observation over the past few months and with things declining and betting against tech has become a winning trade. There's been some short sellers, which essentially guys are people uh, that basically bet that a stock is going to go down and profit off a stock going down. Uh, we don't need to get into the mechanics of that, but essentially it's that's that's what it is. And a lot of people um, <laughs> have shorted FANG stocks. So that's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, now Alphabet. And again, you know, th there's just been a lot of, I mean, I'm looking at this chart here. I wish I could show you guys, but you know, billions of dollars worth of profit from from people uh, shorting those stocks, those big tech stocks. And there's a there's a fund that's you know returned 22% this year by shorting those stocks, which is, I mean, in this market is exceptional. But again, th those are those are you know very isolated events. In that, it's not something that you can really rely on. Like they kind of you could say they just got lucky. There's a lot of schlubs that don't have firms anymore because they were trying to short Tesla back in 2017 or 2018. And, and they just, you know, I forget who said it, but basically shorting is extremely difficult because even if you're right, you don't have enough money a lot of the times to see it through, right? You could be right. You might just be early. And that's a deadly, deadly concoction. You know, it doesn't even matter. And also you could argue that you could be with respect to markets, you could be right about anything because you, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happens. So if you say, well, clearly the market's going down, but I'm just a bit early. Well, of course the fucking market is going to go down eventually. And so if you say you're early, I mean, it's just such a weak defense to be like, and then you can just basically write it off until it happens. If it's six months, if it's six years and just say, Hey man, I was just really early. Like, you know, so, so, you know, when I see things like this, it's definitely interesting and it's always interesting to, to look into it. But again, you got to take that shit with a grain of salt because you could argue that it, they just got freaking lucky, right? Consumer sentiment at record low in another ominous sign for the economy. So typically when the economy and, you know, things are going a little bit sideways, consumer confidence tends to wane a bit and that is a huge indicator of you know their purchasing habits but here's the thing habits and and what they're actually doing versus what they say or what they report in a survey are two very different things and they're uh, the, the data shows that right consumer spending is still fairly high people are spending in spite of you know their their stimmy checks or the whatever 
excess money that they have had, they're still continuing to spend and you're seeing debt go up and you're seeing people starting to use their credit more, credit cards more, which is also sort of a you know, ominous sign in general. But generally the spending habits have been pretty consistent. People are still spending, but their confidence around the economy is starting to wane, right? And the moods and adding, you know, to the indicators, you know, it looks as though this is like an early sign of a recession. But again, this is a sort of, you know, nebulous indicator because again, the action, you know, of what they're doing, you know, more so retail sales and sales and, and um, you know, real estate sales and other sort of markets, the actual transactions that are occurring, the money that is changing hands is, is what really indicates what the state of the economy is. And if we're still continuing to spend in general, then in, it's okay, right? Jobs report came out still fairly strong. I think it was over 300,000 uh, new jobs that were added last month in the United States. I think a similar sort of, not maybe not that much in Canada, but it was a it was a fairly strong number uh, that's come out of Canada. I believe that came out or might be forecasted, but regardless, the economy is still strong. And you know, one thing that's really interesting is that like a lot of people are saying that like people are waiting for bad news because that's what the central banks are looking for. They're waiting for the bad news so that they can kind of chill out on the rate hikes. But if we keep seeing good news and positive news and things are going like up and up and up, the central banks are trying to cool off the economy. So if they see reports like that, that means, well, we gotta keep going. We're gonna keep tightening. We're gonna keep raising rates. We're gonna keep our foot on the gas until the economy really starts to slow down. And again, the stock market, the actual economy are two very different things. And just because stocks have been routed, crypto and all that liquidity is like, been sucked out and put into cash pretty much hey man like they're still going to go until these more traditional economic indicators indicate that yeah we are actually slowing down inflation is starting to cool off etc so another thing that's really started to i mean it's starting to ease up a little bit and it might be sort of a good thing for you know some folks as you guys have probably heard chip sales computer chips were in very there's a huge shortage right there's still a huge shortage uh, for cars but the chip boom is losing steam because there's much less pc sales you know there's a crypto route that's really starting to slow down and stuff so intel and nvidia are among semiconductor makers warning of rockier terms uh, of rockier times ahead after two years of surging demand so things are starting to slow down it's starting to ease up a bit again it doesn't look like cars per se are, are, are in the in the clear yet, but it, it, this certainly is a good sign for that. And as we can sort of ease up that demand, you could reasonably assume that it's going to trickle into the automa uh, you know, automaker uh, industry and, and it's gonna kind of help get some more new cars. There's more chips, you know, more plentiful things like that. That's kind of a good thing, right? Again, there are a lot of positive things about slowdowns. And if you've positioned yourself financially correctly, in a way that you know you're in a strong position, you're still good, you got a great job, you got great income sources, and you you know handle your money, you got savings, investments, and you're like good. Even if the market tanks, like you're fine. Everything's fucking on sale, and you know cars. You know, hopefully the market really comes back down to earth. I didn't pull the raw data of what the car market looks like right now, but hey, this this is a good sign, man. Like this is this is good, right? And and so you know we've talked a lot about the negative news. This is good news. I'm happy about this, right? I mean, I might need a new car in the next year or two, and I definitely, you know, I mean, this is kind of good. I'm, I'm really happy about this. If you guys are looking for a new credit card that's awesome and gives you great cash back, you're looking for a fantastic savings account that'll give you a good yield, 
a good return on your money for, I mean, it's not going to give you 10%, but it'll give you something. Then you guys need to check out Neo Financial. They are a proud sponsor of the show uh, and they've supported your boy for some time. And so uh, I would love for you guys to check out some of their products. They are, in my opinion, one of the best things in fintech in Canada right now, uh, especially for young Canadians. Uh, so, you know, and who knows, maybe Americans soon, but uh, right now Canadians. So if you guys are interested at all in getting a better credit card, better savings account, better uh, want to build a credit with their credit builder, check out the link in the description. I'm telling y'all, you will not regret it. So shifting from the good news to the somewhat bad news, weird news, all that kind of news, uh, Russia is set to switch off the gas for work on a key pipeline. Uh, apparently this is more maintenance, but uh, Germany, you know, the Germans, we've been talking about the Germans there and quite a tough position right now they are fearing the worst so russia is poised to temporarily shut down the nord stream one pipeline the european union's biggest piece of gas import infrastructure uh, for annual maintenance the work has basically brought up fears of further disruption to gas supplies uh, that would undermine the efforts uh, to prepare for the winter so some fear that the kremlin could use planned maintenance as a front to turn off the taps for good they could make up some bs they could kind of say this and that and we got to shut it off and you know you're kind of screwed right the summer maintenance activities on the pipeline which runs under the baltic sea from russia to germany are scheduled to take place uh, july 11th through july 21st so we are uh, just starting on that it happened i guess it started yesterday and and this is just another you know set source of fear for for germany again germany is really really fucked themselves over here and they are just beholden to russia right now uh the eu which receives roughly 40 percent of its gas not just germany but the eu 40 percent of its gas via russian pipelines is trying to rapidly reduce the reliance on russia uh, there's been news that have you know has come out around that uh, hydro comments in, in response to putin uh, and the onslaught in ukraine and, and all that kinds of stuff and so if you know putin for whatever reason says hey you know what we're cutting it off we're cutting off this major one now i'm not sure if this is the only one, but I'm pretty sure this is like the biggest and most significant pipeline from Russia to Germany. If they if they shut that off, then I mean, like they are really in a precarious position and uh, you, you gotta you gotta pray for them and, and you gotta pray for the EU. You could argue that they've, you know, put themselves here in a, in a lot of ways, but hey, it's still very tough and you still empathize with the millions and millions and millions of people uh, that this is going to affect. So, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, their partners in the West can can really, you know, help them out or figure out some sort of way. I'm sure we're going to uh, go over some more news and articles around maybe some creative solutions that can come. You know, humans are quite creative when they're backed up in, against the corner. Germans are very strong and, in, in, um, you know, have been in you know europe in general has, has seen a lot right and and they've they've become pretty innovative when they've needed to be uh, so hopefully they this is no different now more sort of gas news shell has big plans in the gulf of mexico despite mixed signals from the biden administration shell is nearing completion on its 13th major offshore project in the region about a three a three billion dollar project and we'll need to invest billions more in the years to come you know we talked about it last week biden's been sort of wishy-washy on oil he's not like saying that we're not doing it but he's not really green lighting the oil companies the energy companies you guys know how i feel I, I think that we need to you know respect the fact that these industry you know that industry is extremely integral to 
everything in society right now and we can't act like they're these big bad terrible people because millions will you know i mean i don't even want to talk about it but like you know society relies on these companies we can't just always shit on them and uh, not support them and all this kind of stuff so i hope that we're able to stimulate that section of the economy without you know, significantly tearing down or forgetting about climate change and, and some of the initiatives there and, and making sure that we're you know, keeping up good practices and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, like, we gotta, we gotta invest in this. We gotta you know, be self-reliant. The United States has to be self-reliant. Canada needs to be self-reliant a lot more. Globalization is definitely not as popular as it once was. And yeah, and, and you know, further news around gas and oil and energy. I know we're talking about it a lot, guys, but it is really, <laughs> it is the gassiest topic. It is the hot commodity right now. And it's, it's very interesting to talk about it. It affects all of us with respect to gas prices. And you know, if you guys have noticed that uh, the oil prices uh, or gas prices have started to trickle down a little bit, they have started to decrease. And that's because, you know, the price per barrel has started to decrease and has been sort of decreasing day after day after day. I'm not sure where it is as of today. I didn't look up before this, but it has been slowly decreasing from that craziness. And I think as of a few days ago, it was below $100 a barrel for US oil. Uh, and that's that's a hopeful sign for gas prices. It also shows that investors are betting the economy is going to experience a bumpy landing on its way from inflationary heights. So it, it might sort of come crashing down a little bit. It's not the worst thing in the world, right? You know, we definitely want a little bit of <laughs> cheaper prices on that. Apparently, the gasoline prices have fallen for 28 straight days as of last week. I think it was last Friday uh, that I, I pulled this article. And the average U.S. gas price is now 480 a gallon, which is still fairly uh, high. But you still, you know, want to understand that like that. It was like, I think it was over five. It, it, creeped way over five uh, and in Canada it was it was uh, over two dollars a liter in a lot of provinces as well so a good sign hopefully it can continue to fall without some catastrophic you know effect on the economy but I mean we will see how that shakes out the last thing about energy companies <laughs> it's pretty funny so Shell we, we just talked about them they're recruiting a TikTok manager as you know they they want to improve their image right and you know why would you why would you think that i mean listen like we talked about they're the big bad people they want to maybe take this opportunity uh, where people are relying on them more they're kind of looking to them to provide some more energy they're they're not as terrible as they were a year ago or two years ago now they're kind of like the saviors in in, in some ways to come and save you know europe and save you know uh, us from an energy crisis and as this you know war in ukraine's really does squeeze the global energy supply Maybe this is their time to prompt and why not get on TikTok and get it popping. I, I think they have big, big ambitions to get going on TikTok. And if they want to come at me, if anybody uh, works for Shell that listens to this, which is 100% not, probably not the case, I would love to consult for Shell and <laughs> help them get their TikTok strategy popping because I do think that there is some room for education around the strides that these energy companies have made uh, to be more environmentally, fr environmentally friendly and still provide the energy that heats our homes and uh, provides energy for our cars as well. I, I really does do sound like I work for big oil. I really don't, guys. I'm just not, you know, I just understand like how much we as an economy rely on it and can't ever forget that until we do move into more uh, sustainable energy sources like 
you know, nuclear and, and wind and whatever. But I mean, it's sort of airy and that's decades out. And oh, by the way, I didn't mention this. The EU now thinks that gas apparently is is green. So they've, they've changed their stance magically. Uh, I'm actually going to look up the article right now. Yeah, gas uh, and and or sorry, I think it was LNG and nuclear are now green all of a sudden. Very convenient because when they need a ton of it, it's all automatically green. So that's sort of talk, you know, that shows the wishy-washiness of greenwashing and everything that's been around it. But let's see, yeah, natural gas, nuclear are now green energy, and, and so like I, I <laughs> like it's just it just shows you how ridiculous um, some of the classifications are to begin with. How can you just automatically become green when you're in short supply of it? I think it's more so just a regulatory thing maybe to relieve it so that they can, there's there's less laws around it so they can stimulate some sort of activity in that, in that sector and there's less regulation around it to kind of green light and be like, hey, listen, go ahead. But I mean like, Jesus Christ, like, like I don't know, it's it, anyway. En enough about gas, we're gonna move on from this. Uh, did see that Elon, as much like sick of talking about this guy. We haven't talked about him in a few weeks, but surprise, surprise, he wants to pull out of the Twitter deal. So uh, he said on Friday, he's terminating the $44 billion deal to buy Twitter because the social media company has breached multiple provisions of the merger agreement. I find that very hard to believe. I think this thing has been a, a whole dog and pony show. I feel like Twitter was probably as accommodating as they could be. And he's picking a very small and significant, you know, sort of detail uh, and he's sort of blowing it up and making it seem like it's a lot bigger than it is and um, it, it genuinely pisses me off if I work for Twitter or if I work for Twitter yes but if I also work for Tesla if I work for SpaceX like I am so annoyed it's unbelievable like this little side project thing has turned into such a fucking headache such a distraction such a energy suck for these employees and for him you can only imagine how sort of annoying this is for him at this point he just wants to get rid of it and offload it but that's what you get for you know making a plaything out of a public company and, and probably the most famous notable public company in the world one of them and and making it your plaything and it's just Again, we don't know everything. This whole thing has been so fucking stupid. And I definitely look at Elon Musk differently now. And and the, the, his, his he gets, it's, this is like, I guess, a sign of him getting in his own way a little bit. I mean, he's one of those unstoppable, un, you know, you know, unimaginable people that has done the unimaginable. And yet he's clearly human because like, I mean, unless this was some elaborate long-term and he saw it playing out the way it was and this was always a sham and he was always gonna pull out and he was always just looking for a front to dump his Tesla because he saw the market, you know, crashing and that certainly could be the case. And that's, you know, again, he's very, very, very fucking smart. He probably could see that as a sort of thing, like a like a vision for himself or you know, a chessboard. And he saw that ahead of time. But he also could have just been like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe I, <laughs> I don't want this. And he changed his mind because he's a human, right? Uh, believe it or not, Elon Musk isn't a fucking alien. He is a human. And uh, Twitter's definitely not fucking around with this. And they're basically going to go to court and they're going to fight. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be a, another distraction. And again, if I'm working for Elon, I'm pretty sure SpaceX employees actually came out against him and basically said that he needs to kind of chill the fuck out. Let me, let's look it up quick together. SpaceX, Elon Musk, employees. And it the way he kind of came down on them, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, they, they fired at least five employees over internal letters criticizing him. 
I mean, talk about that's what a way to handle that, right? I mean, we don't know what they were saying. They might have said some whack shit. They might have been doing some fuck shit. They might have been causing a distraction uh, to the overall mission. But they fired at least five employees who were involved with a letter around the company that was critical. And I mean, uh, you know, I think it's they they might have done some uns, you know suspect stuff and it certainly could have been that they were violating some internal policies and harassing other employees making a stink about it but i mean it, it it's it's quite interesting how you know the the headlines make it out to be maybe it's it's not the full story but still they spoke out against them they said that it's a huge distraction they say that this guy needs to go i mean they're not going anywhere it's elon musk but you know i i think you should definitely open up channels for for feedback from bottom up uh, as opposed to always top down and i hope they have some sort of channels of that he does seem like a guy that isn't ignorant and would listen to that but the whole thing has just been a lot so yeah there's a few other stories here but uh, these stories don't really matter that much <laughs> so i really appreciate y'all i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and i just wanted to take a second to say that i'm going to be taking a break from these, this style of uh, content. I, I think I'm just going to transition into the YouTube and reposting the YouTube videos uh, for the next few weeks. And I'm just gonna see, you know, just take a little bit of break from the, the news podcast. It is quite a bit of work. And uh, I'm, I'm not too sure, you know, if I, if I love it as much. I really do enjoy, okay, I do enjoy it, do enjoy it. But there's just a lot of other stuff that's going on uh, with the business right now and, and everything that I've got kind of going on. And so I kind of want to just take a few weeks to reflect uh, and take a little bit of a break. So uh, that's pretty much all you're going to get from me for the next little bit. But again, I'm still going to be uploading uh, the YouTube videos and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so, so much. You will hear from me very soon. Uh, again, you can still check me out on YouTube. You still check me out on uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Again, the news episode taking a little bit of a break, but we'll still be going once a week with uh, the YouTube video, hopefully twice a week soon. And then we'll probably come back to this, but we're just going to take a bit of a break. So I appreciate y'all, boy. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace. <laughs>